welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Today is August the 7th, and this is another <laughs> Words of Grace podcast, take two. What is today? Today's August the 7th. <laughs> Good to I see was you. very confused about what the day was. Um, but good we, to see you. Good to we've see had you. a long break. We've had a long break in the Words of Grace podcast. Yeah. So you were taking a study break in in July. You also traveled some uh, to Europe and encouraged mm-hmm. some pastors. And mm-hmm. so uh, we've had a while from being on this podcast. Yeah, I've missed you. I know. It's good to have you back. Thank you. It's good yeah. to be back. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we've had a lot go on this past summer. I know. Um, you know, it's one of those times where you think it's a time to take a break, but really in church life, it's just different things that are happening in That's the right. summer versus. So let's kind of talk a little about some of the things that happened um, over yeah. this past summer. Well, I guess we started in June, right? Yeah. That was like DBS started off. Vacation right? Bible School. Um, that was a wonderful week. And, and uh, I guess a lot of it was children's and youth, uh, children and youth ministries, right? Yeah. Yep, that's right. A so lot of it in the summer. VBS, and then we had a Centric Kid Camp. No, then we had the youth trip over to Europe. Yep. Uh, doing some training and evangelism. That was a fantastic trip. Have yep. we talked about that on the podcast? I don't yet? think we have, but that was a great trip. Yes, our our high schoolers did a fantastic job. Yep. Uh, learned a lot, grew a lot, did a lot yep. of ministry. Then we had um, another kids camp and another youth uh, mission trip here, mission camp here mm-hmm. in the States. Um, Wednesday night prayer in July. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. Tell us real, real brief about that. Yeah, you know, um, we usually have a summer study here at mm-hmm. Grace, but we wanted to take some time just to, to pray, and we want to learn about prayer, but we wanted to actually pray together. And yeah. so we just took the Lord's Prayer and kind of walked through that together and kind of used some of those themes that we see there to kind of guide some of our praying for mm-hmm. for Grace, for our city, for our children and youth. And so we just got to Spend time praying, which yeah. is great. Yeah, good, good. Then um, the preaching, uh, we, we finished First Peter in June, mm-hmm. Second Peter in July. Uh, I preached one, but four others preached, and those were fantastic. Yeah, great. I, I really encourage people, if they were not here, if they're out on vacation, they would, they would benefit by going back and listening to those online. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so along with all that, there's also a lot of training going on. It is a lot of training going on for... Um, for fall ministry. That's right. So as we look back and we're thankful, we're kind of prepping for what's to come, which there's always a lot. We say fall. I mean, it's still summer, but it's fall ministry happening here at Grace and a lot, a lot going on. So we've got community groups kicking back off in September. All the youth and children's programming on Wednesday night will kick back off uh, on, on September as well. So you got Children's D groups and youth D groups and new round of Sunday school, new round of discipleship studies. That's right. We just got we got a lot going on. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's fun. I, and I think the thing I would want to emphasize is um, that it's good to be active. Mm-hmm. I mean, activity is a good thing. We don't, but we need to remember why. Yeah. You know, so um, we're grateful that we get to be together. We great. We're grateful that there is a place to go to and be together to hear the word and to worship God through singing and prayer and um, discuss the scripture in small groups and be taught. We're grateful there's ministry places to go serve. So so we're, we, we always want to remember that we don't want to be, you know, put down the activity. Right. Uh, think of the opposite. Think if we couldn't do all of that. Yeah. So we can and we're grateful. 
But we're really trying to remember that what that is is an opportunity. It's, it's, it's God working through those things to change people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, the gospel being preached is for the purpose of evangelism, like people, like really people coming to faith. It's not just so we can say we preach the gospel. It's so people yeah. will come to faith. Mm-hmm. You know, classes and studies and small groups, these are opportunities for people to be in the same room to talk about what really matters and to talk about matters of the heart because we really want discipleship to happen. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah. not just interested in saying, look at all the great classes we have. The point is, are people's lives being changed? Is the truth of God's word in their mind? Are there, is their character being shaped? Are they becoming like Christ? Yeah. So it's, you know, I'd just like to remind people, yes, so grateful for all of the ministry events and activity that's going on. But the point of it all is the glory of God through yeah. changed people. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We It was a great time yesterday because while the children and the youth were all moving up their grades, the adults got to sit down and talk about that very thing. You yeah. Know, is look at all these things going on, but let's not forget, like you said, we're here to build spiritually healthy people for ministry in the world, which is the hope of people that don't know Jesus to come in our doors and here and become Christian mm-hmm. and those that are that are Christians to, to grow in their faith, yeah. to become more spiritually healthy people who yeah. are being launched out in our city and around the world mm-hmm. for his glory. So. so the so the real practical takeaway that I would challenge our congregation with, encourage our congregation with, is as we think about the fall and we think about the, the ministry activities that are going on, do several things. Number one, be a part. Mm-hmm. Number two, bring somebody with you. Yeah. But number three, bathe it all in prayer. Yeah, that's good. Just really, you know, bring these bring our church to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and ask him, yeah, let's ask him yeah. to, to, to do great and mighty things through yeah. the ministry of the spirit and the word among us. Yeah. I was, um, this morning I got to meet with a member from grace, uh, kind of down in the area of town that I live and I walked in and he was already meeting with two other men from our church and they were talking about the study that's coming up that mm-hmm. they're going to be teaching. It's just neat to see that there were these men that wanted to teach well and mm-hmm. were talking and thinking and mm-hmm. praying. And so just what you're saying, they didn't just want to do something. They wanted to do it well. So that helps yeah. people. And so yeah. that right there was just like, oh, this is encouraging. Yeah. So it was just neat to see. Good. Good. Well, with new comes mm-hmm. a new sermon series. As you said, we finished first Peter and second Peter, mm-hmm. and now we've jumped into the book of Isaiah. Yes. Yes. Isaiah, the, yeah. the, the massive, yeah. <laughs> mountainous word of God through the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament. Yeah. I wonder how many people sat there and they, they flipped through their book and said, wait, there's this many chapters. So how long is this going to take? <laughs> there's 66 chapters. Yes. Yeah. In, in Isaiah. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't mind saying that. Yeah, that's good. It will take as long as it takes. You always say that, which is great. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I know. And I'm, I'm a bit odd in that respect. Yeah. And I don't I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. It's we'll we'll get there. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. We can generally say that this is going to take a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, that's good. But the exact number of weeks and sermons, I don't really know yet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you know, this is a very daunting book because, as we saw on Sunday, I mean, there comes with it some great hope, but ooh. Some hard things to yeah. hear. Hard things, yes, Justin, because because the, God's people mm-hmm. do sinful things. Yeah, yeah. And 
and, and it's serious. Yeah. And so the Lord speaks through the prophet a very direct and hard and exposing word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So let's jump in from yesterday. So okay. that, that was kind of, we went all through, we read all of chapter one together as a congregation, then you dove in. You answered five questions, mm-hmm. and the fifth question had five points. That's right. very great. <laughs> uh, but but I just I thought that after you read it, I sat down and thought, "Whoo, okay, here we go." Mm-hmm. Like cause like you said, this was heavy. So kind of give us a little bit of a sense of where we were yesterday. Yeah, and then I kind of want to ask you some questions as we look ahead. Okay, so Isaiah introduced Isaiah himself as, as situated himself in real time. He's the son of Amos, and he. He had a ministry, a prophetic ministry, under four kings of Judah. And again, I don't have time in this podcast to go through the history, but just everybody needs to remember, it's a divided nation, Israel to the north, Judah to the south. They're all Israel, but one's called Israel, one's called Judah. And it's Judah, which is located, situated, uh, the center of it, I should say, is in Jerusalem. Now, that's who Isaiah is primarily prophesying to. But he's prophesying to the nations, and he's prophesying to the northern part, Israel. But he's primarily focused on Judah and and Jerusalem. Okay, so he introduces himself in that time and place. And people can read the book of Second Kings and the book of Second Chronicles, and you'll read this history. Then he starts. Mm-hmm. And he starts by just coming right out of the gate with the word of the Lord saying that God's children have rebelled and they've turned their backs on the Lord. Um, they don't know him. They, they, they reject him. They despise him. And then he starts marching through in some ways that they have. They profaned their worship. Mm-hmm. They mistreat people. Uh, you know, the, the orphans and the widows are being are being neglected and they're being harmed and the, the people who can and ought to do something about it are not. And so he just, you know, he just plows through these, mm-hmm. these accusations. But in the middle of that, in the first chapter, there's still a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. And it shows us that when, when the Lord says, he says things, you know, like he abandons and he rejects his people. But when he's talking about his people, He's never talking about that in the ultimate sense. He's talking about it in the judgment, discipline, purifying sense. Then he calls. He calls them back. And, you know, I'll read the part here in the first chapter. One of the beautiful parts in the whole book is found in the first chapter when he says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Mm-hmm. Of course, he goes on to say, if you're not, there'll be, there'll be more judgment. Yeah. And I think as we read the rest of the Isaiah, if they're ultimately not, then they, like we, mm-hmm. will, they will prove themselves to not be the children of God. Right. Um, because the children of God will return to the Lord. They will come and be reasonable and return to their maker mm-hmm. and redeemer. Mm-hmm. So, and then that, you know, so that's, that's the message. We, we end the first chapter with this sense that, that we have this choice before us. Yeah. Are we going to be reasonable and return and repent and be renewed? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to remain in rebellion mm-hmm. and, and be rejected yeah. 
and reject God and then end up like a dead oak tree in a garden with no water yeah. and ultimately die. Yeah. Now, that's not the end of the book, right? but that's how it starts. Yeah. We're moving in a direction. Yeah. There's a, this message of, of judgment is going to continue and it's really, you hear parts of it through the whole book, yeah. but the first part of the book up to chapter 35 on into chapter 39, the first part of the book, you hear it over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. But slowly the message of hope mm-hmm. and renewal and newness in a time yet to come yeah. starts to take over. So that by the end of the book, you, you have that more fully yeah. uh, preached. So I'm, you know, I'm hearing these themes of judgment um, because of rebellion for the people of Israel and this hope of renewal. Uh, you talked about on Sunday, the coming Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you kind of, as you've been studying and you've been thinking, the one question I had, and, and maybe this isn't some profound answer, but... But why Isaiah now? Is there anything that has like really, man, this is, I've felt for this season, this could be really helpful, and here's why. Well, I think it, it, every, every generation of God's people needs to be thinking about spiritual renewal, mm-hmm. needs to be thinking about spiritual faithfulness. Are we faithful to God? Mm-hmm. And, then, and, then, and then if we're not, or where we start to grow cold, we need to be thinking about renewal mm-hmm. and praying for it and seeking the Lord for it. So let's, let's go back and think a little bit more broadly. Um, the book of Isaiah, the prophecy of Isaiah, was to God's people at that time in that place, which was, you know, 2,700 years ago, mm-hmm. 700 years before Christ. Yeah. Um, and, and the word was for them. Mm-hmm. But there's a timeless nature to it as well, because God's work is, is not finished on this earth. He continues to have a people. And as the, as the redemptive story of God, the redemptive history continues along, we see that the very one that Isaiah is prophesying about has a name. We find his name in the New Testament. His name is Jesus. He's always gathering children through faith in Jesus. And the children, the church, continue, made up of Jews and Gentiles by faith in Christ, continue to need to be renewed. They continue to be called to faithfulness and need to be renewed. And we see passages like that in, we mentioned 1 Corinthians 10, where Paul's preaching against, uh, writing against idolatry. Mm-hmm. We see in James, very similar language in, in the yeah. book of James that Isaiah is using uh, about, about conviction and, and denouncing certain sins and calling for faith. So every generation has to remember that, that, that we, in our day, just like Israel in Isaiah's day, are, are the children of God and called to be faithful yep. and, and called to repent where we're not and mm-hmm. called to seek the Lord for renewal and called to look ahead for the ultimate and final newness to come. That's why, Isaiah. Yeah. And so it's always, it's always relevant. Yeah. Um, and we need to, if we can just, you know, it's, very, it's not that complicated. If we just yeah. remember, it's always relevant. God always has a people. God is always saving by grace. God is always calling to faith, and part of faith is faithfulness. God is right. always calling the church to faithfulness, and so all of God's word is for us. Yeah. So you know, kind of going back to something you said at the very beginning, when we were talking about fall ministry. We said, you know, 
it's really important just to to bathe all of this in prayer. Mm-hmm. Are there any things that you would say, hey, as as we pre as we walk through as a church through the Book of Isaiah, here's some ways that I would encourage you to pray. What are some ways that you would encourage us to pray? Yes, uh, that is really good. A great place for us to end this today. Pray that God would give us listening ears. Okay, Isaiah was commissioned to preach to a people so hardened in their hearts, many of them, some, some repented. God mm. said there was a remnant. But, but by and large, their hearts grew harder. Mm. Uh, pray that, that our hearts would be softened okay. by the word of the Lord. Um, pray for people to come to faith in Christ. Pray for people who have grown cold mm-hmm. to be awakened mm-hmm. to grace, to God's grace, to hear these come let us reason together passages. Come yeah. let us walk in the light of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Come and behold your God. Yeah. You know, let's let's pray for that. Let's pray, pray for renewal in our church. Mm-hmm. Let's pray for the longing and the, the anticipation of the newness to come to draw us forward. You know, uh, one of the sermons in Second Peter chapter 3, just two or three weeks ago, was about that. Yeah. Let's remember and, and, and rejoice and pray that we will remember and rejoice that Isaiah 53 has been made real in the yeah. person of Jesus Christ, a sin-bearing, sin-atoning sacrifice who carried away our sins right. and makes us right with God. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just spiritual aliveness whether it's being born again or whether it's coming out of a slump, mm-hmm. you know, a cold, cooled off state yeah. into spiritual vitality. Yeah. Let's pray, as one of the themes in Isaiah, is that the purified people of God are to be the light to the nations. Yeah. Let's pray that the nations, that more people from all corners of the earth who are living in Nashville will be drawn to the light of this congregation and the other congregations of our city who are faithful to Christ. Yeah. Um, and then pray for me. Yeah. That, and, and whoever is preaching on a given day. I'm, I'm, I might not preach all the sermons of Isaiah, but yeah. um, let's, let's pray that, that because we, we, want to, we want to know the word of the Lord and we want to bring faithfully the word of the Lord to our congregation. Yeah. Well, those are some great things to be praying for. So... Um, you know, I know you mentioned even on Sunday to go back and even read some of the history found mm-hmm. in the Old Testament mm-hmm. where Isaiah is situated, but also great for us to pray as we continue to walk uh, forward together as a yeah. church. And and next week we'll be back in Isaiah. That's right. All right. Thanks. thanks.